I always just tell people that you just have to tell it sternly. <laughs> We're in it. Yeah. We're in it. Oh my thank, god, that's so funny. Reference. I appreciate it. So, Ro- Rosie Cotton. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Were you going to get into it? Yeah. Oh, okay, go ahead. But you can, I guess, shout out. But now we need to turn the thing around so we can see timestamps. I know I'm scared too. Well, then do you want to sit on the floor right there the whole time? Okay, I don't know what to do. 24 karat magic. Do you want to put a mirror <laughs> where you're sitting instead? Just don't do it then. Just don't do it. Or start a timer. I was going to say we can just start it. Start a timer, but at a certain time. What time are we at now, timestamp? Give me an exact, like. Just wait till 10, 110. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so give me that. Mm-hmm. That. It'll probably. Oh, you. The cat? No, the paper that the cat's on. Okay. I do want me to write them. You can if you want. Well, you said you weren't thrilled with my my notes. I don't care about that. Um, please don't. Okay, let's get into it. What I was gonna say is, oh, I guess you could thank Rosie Cotton. The, um, yeah, thanks Rosie Cotton for your for your assistance in changing our setup here tonight. You have to stay around to do the producing. Please. You don't have to stay there, but... So, how I was going to say, I have an opening question for your ass. I can't see you, and it's so annoying. Good. Fuck off. Okay. My opening question. Which days of the week? I'll name them. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Which days of the week are even? Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. I agree. Someone on the internet said, for them... It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or even. That's incorrect. And I was like, that's crazy. That's one, three, five, right? Two, four, six. It's Tuesday. I think it's because Saturday that throws people off. I think Sunday throws people off. I see it the same way as you, which is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is evens. Yeah, because it's two, two four, four six. six. Yeah. I know that, and you know that. But some people apparently don't know that. If you know, you know, but in our ACOTAR right now, there's in a bookstore, they put the puzzle called Wingspan, which is just like a puzzle of birds with big wingspans, and they put it on the same table as the book, A Court of Mist and Fury, and what I have to say to that is, if you know, you know, so. I don't. (laughs) You would if you did anything I asked you to do, rude. Read the damn books. The ghost. 
What? A ghost. You really wanted me to show a TikTok wherein you ask the question, the age-old question, is this Joe Pesci? So here we go. Hit her with the space lasers. So the question still is, is that Joe Pesci? Well, the answer is, I don't know who Joe Pesci is. Uh, hit her with the space lasers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because she believes in the Jewish space space lasers. Oh, my God. Situation. Hit her with the space lasers. It's so funny. Uh, Harry Potter reboot. <gasps> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Harry Potter reboot? Um, I mean, I'm I I guess I'm curious to see what it's um going to entail, whether that's um you know a full retelling. As you well know, it's an HBO series mm-hmm. that would supposedly be seven seasons, one season per book. Allegedly, right? So uh, allegedly. Far, I, don't, I don't think they have done anything. And also, yet. J.K. Rowling would have to be on as something. Mm. Yeah, which people Producer or whatever. People yeah, people are That's why I said it won't happen, because there's going to be too much controversy. I know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, yeah, if she was not on the team, I think people would be more interested in it. Well, I originally got upset about it because I was like, oh, but it's my Harry Potter, you know. But then I got to thinking and I was like, you know what? That's being like so cut away about it because honestly, just even if I weren't into watching it, you know, it invigorates the original source material for a new generation. Mm -hmm. And that could that's good. That's good, you yeah. know, generally. So, I, you know, as yeah, much so as, as it's good, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be my thing. I can still love the originals. It's like kind of like Tomb Raider. That's how I feel like, about a lot of Star Wars things, you know. It may invigorate youth to the originals, but with Star Wars, I don't think it does. Like, I don't know what kind of youths are going back and because we just watched the what the first one. No, no, no. Four. That's the first one. Yeah. Four is one. Yeah, I get confused. We just watched the very first movie that was made, yeah. Star Wars movie, and it was so, you know, it's so old. Like, yeah, but people go back and watch them. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Yeah, just. But people go back and watch because um, the children do. You think the youths do? If you get into Star Wars, I think most people watch all of the material. <laughs> A Force ghost, Star Wars. <laughs> what? You were be you're usually a ghost, but because we're talking about Star Wars, you're now a Force ghost. Oh my god, this is so much better! It's holding my head up, and it's a fantastic, fantastic. Um, Take away TV. <laughs> is that Joe Pesci? Who's to no. say? Okay, <laughs> hit it with the space lasers. <laughs> so good. Uh, you're gonna be. Oh fuck, Harry! Week. Do you want to write down space lasers? <laughs> hit her with the space lasers because i'm phoning and you're not phoning you know 
I'll just have to give you a signal with my hands, eyes, or face, or mouth. Uh, What's the signal? Write it down. That's and it's with my mouth. <laughs> Hit it with the space lasers. He's just gonna game until we ask him a question. I I think that's that's all, all good. Whatever. Hold everyone on. is not here today for this. I want to let everyone here that's listening know that I'm super pregnant. If you didn't already know, can you tell them how pregnant I am? Super. Oh God. Twenty six weeks. Not that either. Like, just like your opinion about it. Visibly pregnant. What's that supposed to mean? I can see that you're pregnant. Can you though? It doesn't. I'm not just fat. Yeah, it's round. Well, there are two. I, I know about them. <sighs> there are two girls in there. And it's, you know what? Nobody cares, do they? Can you tell me if anybody gives a shit so that I can know if I should say more about it or just move on? I think people are interested. Who isn't? How many of our 13 dedicated listeners are interested? I know Greystone is interested to see what their birth charts are. I don't know what that means, for, but... for um. I know that 13.1 is interested to know if they're going to be Gemini twins. That's what 13.1 yeah. wants to know. 13.1's very interested in that. I don't know what that means or anything about it. And then this other girl at the pool, because I went to swim. The she, public pool? No, um, the YMCA pool. This someone other, you know or someone? Nope, never random. met this person before. And this person was like, oh, everybody hates Gemini's. I hope they're not Gemini's for you. And I was like. Who are you, first of all? I don't know what that means. And I just want to be honest about that. I don't know what I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, why, if that's true, it's is the it, opposite, it's is the it opposite true? of my sign. Gemini is the opposite of mm-hmm. Sag? Yeah. Sorry, I just gave away your birth month. It, it it's your, a it's a range. It's your birth range. Well, I don't know. They're probably going to be, I don't know what they're going to be, but I know that 13.1 was excited for them to be uh, twin Geminis because the Geminis are the twins. But then this other stranger that I never even met before was like, oh, you don't. Were you talking with her or she was just She just came up to me and was like, no, I was talking with her, but it wasn't a stranger who literally came up to me out of nowhere and said, I hope your twins aren't Geminis, even though for sure. Just comes, walks away. Yeah. Fades away. Yeah. It's actually, it's the shame wizard from Big Mouth is what I'm picturing. Mm-hmm. The shame wizard. Oh my Sh- God, that shame. was a good shame yeah, wizard. The shame lizard. That was so good what I just The shame wizard. The first one was way better, but you you heard it, right? Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, no, she didn't do that. We were like speaking because pleasantries. And uh, she was like, yeah, you don't want them to be Geminis because everybody hates Geminis. And I don't get it because I don't know things, but she knew things and she seemed to say that. But then somebody else that knows, I don't know. So I don't know. But uh, they're they're known to exhibit dual personalities. Well, yeah, but lots of people are. Pisces are also two-faced sometimes. Uh, There are probably a lot of signs that are two-faced. There are many signs that aren't, but there are a lot of signs that are two-faced, right? I, I would say, yeah. So... Hey, and I don't want to be aggressive. Like, there's two of them. So, like, I didn't even realize my clothes are up. Um, So, people care or they don't? Because I think they do, yeah. I have things to say. Then I say don't know them. if people do, though. Do you? Yeah. I feel like maybe you don't. 
Yes. He said we're not even brothers, and that's so rude. That's not what I said. That's why we're not even friends right now. Um, because we're in a fight. Um, because he said we're not even brothers. Any whore. Um. Don't touch my drum set. <laughs> uh, yeah, being pregnant. Let's talk about it some more. I am twenty. What am I? Twenty five or twenty six? You said twenty six. Okay, I'm twenty six weeks pregnant with twins. Um, and I'm here to tell you, folks, if you have. I don't know what kind of media you're watching. What are you watching? What kind of media are people watching? Movies? Are they doing the TikToks and the movies? What kind of movies? Good movies? Bad movies? I don't know. I don't know what media you're into, but... um, I'm trying to find... Sorry. I'm still stuck on this. Um, People hate Geminis? Yeah. And I'm trying to find the significance of having twins that are Gemini. Well, obviously there is at the Vampire Diaries. (sighs) Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Remember? So, yeah. Maybe, maybe pregnancy. Maybe be wizards that have to absorb each other at age 17. <laughs> Not wizards. Whatever they Don't were. Don't say fucking wizards. <laughs> oh, shit fuck. Remember <laughs> how... Do you remember how the twins that we never saw coming who went to the college happened to be Gemini twins even though we never saw it coming? Remember that? No. The two blonde twins, the girl who was like emo and punk and hated everyone and worked at the bar, and the guy who was gay, who went to the college too. Yes, you I don't do. remember. I don't remember a lot. You line. have to. And they didn't even know because they had to run away when they were little. Give me an image. Oh my god, yeah. Live and Luke. I don't remember them. Live and Luke. I absolutely I absolutely have no memory of them. What? Live and Luke, the I, Gemini I, twins? What's I, wrong you with you me right the, now? The picture of them. I remember Kai and whatever. I remember Kai and Nancy? Something with a J. Joe. 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 Remember Joe? Because then Caroline has her twins. Mm -hmm. Who must be those people. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You do remember. Look at the middle picture. I absolutely don't remember them. Yes, you do. At zero percent. Okay, because rem- okay, wait, because remember the girl one. What's her name again? I just told you, Luke and Liv. Liv, remember she? Um, we're talking about the Vampire Diaries. Remember Liv pretended that she was like a new witch and that she needed Bonnie to teach her how to be a witch, but really she was like way more powerful than Bonnie, and it because and it was because someone who was behind it, the bad guys. Whoever the bad guys were there. Not the travelers. Yeah. Yep. I just guessed it. <laughs> they were like, we need you to kidnap so-and-so and do such and such and whatever. Right. Remember mm-hmm. that? What, what, and so, what, what do they say? What? What do they say? The travelers? I don't know. Because it's Romanian. They're crazy. I don't no, know. but they always say the same thing. <laughs> you used to joke about how they say it. I don't know. Do you remember though? No. Hold on. Vite. <laughs> yeah, Vite. Vite. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't remember that? That means like come forth or whatever. 
no, I absolutely don't remember those characters. This is insane. That's crazy what you're saying right now. I I literally don't remember ever seeing those characters. Like I love apple juice. I think it's delicious. Ow. And Big Boy. Big Boy. Presents. Vivid. Apple juice. Apple juice. Don't touch my apple juice or there will be repercussions. Honey, what is this? Ew. So anyway, um, how do we even? Oh, the Gemini twins. Mm-hmm. Pregnancy. Okay. Do you want me to go over? I found some traits of Gemini twins. Of yes. Okay. Not Real com- ones, not the Vampire Diaries no. ones. Okay. Not confrontational. Prefer to walk away from a fight. Not his kids. Fiercely loyal. That makes sense. They're mine. Love to gossip. Independent and hard to control. Appreciate witty conversation. This just sounds like my children. I don't understand. Smooth talkers. Intensely curious. Moods that can change in an instant. Constantly have a million ideas buzzing around their, their head. Are you are you just looking at a photo of me and coming up with fake stuff? It's a list. No, that's not other people's people. That's me. I'm not even Gemini. And they're air signs. That's interesting. Because typically air signs are flighty, and I'm not flighty. Wait, yeah. I always think I'm an earth, right? Or I always think I'm a water, but I'm an earth, right? Whatever. Yeah, pregnancy. I'm going to get to this fucking thing I'm going to say right now. Within our collective, you'll, there'll be all of the Earth, elements. air, fire, water? Mm-hmm. What do you, who's collective? These people in this room mm-hmm. right now plus the ones inside me? Mm-hmm. If they're Gemini, which they could maybe not be. What's the cusp? Right. Huh? What's the cusp? Uh, and, and also, what are the ones before and after it? Like, what's the... Give me the well, calendar I think, of it. I think the sooner one would be Gemini. And then, so it would be either that or the later one, right? What's the later one? Cancer? I think it's cancer. I don't know, though. Because that one is what 13.1 is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's either Gemini's or what 13.1 is. Uh, oh, she's pretty so great. Between, so May 21 to June 20 is Gemini. Mm-hmm. And then Cancer is June 21 to July 22nd. Yeah, so they'll be one or the other. And then Leo is July 23rd. No, they'll be Gemini or Cancer. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. They could be Gemini twins. Mm-hmm. The twin twins. Do you, do you have to? Do you have to? It do you seems, want to rethink it? It seems that he must. Do you want to re? Do you want to rethink it? Someone else, somewhere else, you'd rather be? Yeah, because fire, earth, earth, water, and then Airs. possibly air. That's crazy. Isn't that fun? That's fun. We're Avatar: The Last Airbender in this room. <laughs> yeah, including what's inside me. I feel like there's a good something to be had here. Um, yeah, so pregnancy sucks. And I know I've said that before, but I'm just going to keep reiterating. Everyone knows I was super sick at the beginning. Uh, right now, you know, second trimester is supposed to be like all fun and games or whatever. Would you consider it to be fun and games? (laughs) Is that how you would? 
Is that how you would classify your experience? No. I'm so big. You sent me a, a you sent me a, a quite violent photo <laughs> of your massive amount of vomit. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to text back and I didn't text this because I thought it was maybe rude, but I don't, I have not seen you eat that much in <laughs> like months. So I don't even understand how you ate that much. I had not eaten it that much that day either. It's, it was so much throw up. It was an, inc- it was an <laughs> yeah. insurmountable it, amount. It like what had happened was, is how much vomit it was. Like the amount of water that's in the bowl when it's empty, you know, before anything goes in. Yeah, because you have like the high efficiency ones. So there's not that much water in there. It wasn't here. It was at in-laws' house. Oh, okay. Nonetheless, the amount of water that's in the bowl was soaked up yeah, by the amount was, of vomit that I vomited. It was graphic. And it was, and and then there was more on top of that. It was like it was piled and piled. Yeah, you sent me a really graphic photo. Yeah. Of your of your vomit. Yeah, and it was I don't crazy. And Did I wasn't you, even done. And then it, when that was I, a super. You, he's seen it, right? Uh, I showed him the photo, but he didn't look at it. I just went like, "Look, this is what happened." This the the context in which he saw the photo was. I came back downstairs because it was like during like Easter celebrations or whatever, and so I disappeared. First of all, his whole family was like, "Let's pause everything till she can get back." Don't. Well, trying to be accommodating. Keep going without me. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel want, the same way, but I don't they're want trying to, t- to be nice. I don't want attention drawn to the fact that I'm not around, you know? If oh, you I, don't want people thinking about your throw up and then they're Well, they weren't. Like, they all thought I was pooping. Oh. Well, no, they're just, everyone's just like sitting and it's quiet and then you just hear your vomit sounds. Well, they all thought I was pooping, room. first of all. And second of all, at some point, Pop came upstairs and I could hear him walking with um, our nephew, I don't want to, you know, name drop him, yeah, but that's what, yeah, yeah, nephew. Um, yeah. but Pop came up there. I heard the child as well up there and they were doing stuff. And I was so yeah. self-conscious that I was doing exactly what you just said, which is that like, they'd be able to hear through the door. Me just, just wretching. Yeah. But I mean, you get a pass. I mean, it was bad and, but they didn't hear because I was trying to be, first of all, I'm so considerate. Everyone is welcome. I'm the best. So, but listen to how I had to do this because it was awful because I, maybe we've discussed this, but another fun thing about pregnancy is because, and there are two, mind you, everyone knows this, but just to reiterate that fact, there's twice the pressure on my entire pelvic girdle region and, and the muscles therein to keep everything where it's supposed to be. Pelvic girdle region. Yeah. New IPA coming to a store near you. Hey y'all. And now a quick word about our sponsor. Anchor.fm. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes to all the platforms for you. Therefore, it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, some think are an exclusive club, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is in one place on anchor.fm download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm yes that is anchor.fm to get started today um so but that bearing that in mind right obviously um i pee when i sneeze and shit like that you know because the muscles just aren't you know whatever um 
Well, I pee when I vomit as well. So what I had to do was, because I only have the one clothes I'm wearing there, I had to take off my pants and underwear. I had to fold paper towels and put them between my lips. And then I had to move the rug, the family rug. The, the family rug? <laughs> the bathroom rug. I had What's to move fa- it to it's put it under my knees because my knees were hurting on the tile mm. as, my, as I'm poo-bearing. I'm poo-bearing. My knees are on the tile. They're hurting. I, was I had to poo bearing the other day, and I thought about. I was like, "Why am I poo bearing right now?" <laughs> Probably because I was antenna. Not that we're siblings or anything, but like just antennaing. Um, you're so you're so <laughs> caught up on that. <laughs> so I had to split my lips, shove paper towels up there tightly, uh, put a rug under my knees. Split lips, new band name. And then every time I would like retch or whatever i aimed for the side of the bowl much like i i I assume boys do with their pee so that there's no splashing yeah you put it on side you put that silencer on yeah so that's what i did with my vomit but then when i was hearing people rummaging out there i would just try to hold it and then i would throw up into my mouth and then hold the volumetrically large amount of chunk in my fucking chub cheeks like hamstering my own vomit until they walked far enough away that I couldn't hear their footsteps loudly so that I could release it into the toilet bowl. And it was just a lot of vomit. It was so unpleasant. And then I get back down and like insult on injury. It's just like, number one, everybody paused without me. Hate that. And number two, everyone was like, yeah, okay. Bad poopy tummy. And I was like, no, I just released everything from within myself for the last two days. And then so the context that he saw the photo was, he was like, are you okay? Like, like, were you pooping? Like, did you have a bad poop? And I went like this. I was like, no. (laughs) And then he was like, oh, and that's the only time he saw the photo. So it was a flash because I didn't want everybody else to be like, what's Mm. on the phone? Did you take a picture of your poop? You know, which I have, but yeah, that wasn't this. But yeah, so I'm still vomiting. Uh, number one or number two, I pee all the time too much. So it's the most annoying thing in the whole world. There's three drops of pee in there. It feels like Niagara Falls is going to come between my legs without consent. Number three, I am doing the pregnant walk all the time. I'm hobbling and wobbling. There's like, my hips are weird now. Everything's weird. Number four, sex is getting more difficult, which Anybody who's ever heard me ever in any context, especially on this pod, knows that um, I'm a very sexual person generally and also that like my libido is really high. So like my sex life being affected at all is very annoying. It's mostly just because the belly's in the way. What? Um, Tom and Christina have a um, recommendation. For they, they do? They call it Sideways Mommy. And it's um, the, the side. the side. It's spooning. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's fine. I can't come like that. Mm. Maybe you could. Maybe you could work on it though. You know what I mean? Who works on being able to come a different way? I don't know. Maybe just give it a try. I I've done every position there ever has been. I know. I'm just you saying. You can't but think like, of something I haven't done. I know, but like you could have like a you could work on it, so it's, so you can keep going. You know. I. It's not the keep going part that's the trouble. It's the getting me to an ability to come that's the trouble because I have to, it, we, ironically, we talked about it today because it's like, you know that meme 
that says like, oh, I'm sorry, like you need your foot in a bear trap and to be hit in the face just to come. You know what I'm saying? You know mm-hmm. that meme? I don't remember what context it means. Well, I was like, I was like almost crying because I was like, that's how I feel. Like basically it's because everything in there is shifting, you know, mm-hmm. of course, you know what I mean? Yeah. That there's like a lot of pressure. Like sometimes it even feels like we're hitting a baby. Like I know that's ridiculous because we've Googled it a hundred times. We've asked doctors. Everybody does. This is a very common thing. You can't, you can't hit the baby. It's not possible, but it fucking feels like you're, you are, it feels to me like you are. And it's like, I have to shift a weird way or I have to like move them out of the way. Cause the, my belly is big. I have to move them out of the way or I have to lean somewhere. And so it does feel in a way, you know, like that, like, you know, that whole, like, you have to put your foot in a bear trap. It's like the bear trap's not a bear trap. It's whatever, you know, it's leaning to the whatever and moving and whatever. But, you know, it's just like, it's a lot of work and it shouldn't be that much work, especially when my libido is the same. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's like you have the drive and the want to do it, but it's like, it's like what I imagine being a guy and being like two beers too far is. It's like, you want to fuck, you want to come, but the harder you try and you just keep getting looser, like you keep getting more flaccid, like how frustrating that must be to a man. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like. Does that make sense? It's like, you know what I mean? Mentally you want it, like physically you want it, but it's like, like the frustration of having to like put the work in. It's like, it shouldn't be work. Yeah. So there's that. That's number four. Um, can't reiterate the P thing enough because it's, that's probably, to be honest, if I were to put these in order, that's the number one most annoying is how frequently I pee. Mm-hmm. I pee five times a night, which means also my sleep is struggling. Oh, that would be number five is fucking sleep. It's only been like in the last week. It's been getting more and more uncomfortable to sleep. Like finding a position that is comfortable to lay in is hard. Finding a position that's comfortable when I get up five times to pee is difficult. Almost, I would actually, I, I was going to say almost every day. I would, I would even say every day. I, I wake up at some point, either in the middle of the night when I pee or in the morning. And at least two of my digits are completely numb, no matter how I sleep. If I sleep on my back, if I sleep on my left side, if I sleep, yeah, sometimes it's more than two digits, but at least two. And it's never the, it's not always the same hand. It's not always the same fingers. It's not always, there's no rhyme or reason. It's like, if I lay on my left side, like I always have done my whole life, Mm -hmm. there are fingers numb. If I lay on my back, there are fingers numb. If I let, it doesn't matter what I do. It's like pregnancy induced carpal tunnel or whatever they call it. Pregnancy induced something. Mm -hmm. Isn't it carpal tunnel when your fingers and hands go numb? I think so. It's like, that's really annoying, but like mostly the sleep. It's not, the, I, you know what? If I got a full night's sleep and I woke up and my hand was fucking rotting off, I wouldn't care. But it's, it's the fact that like, if I sleep on my side, either side, I wake up, try to go to pee. And when I stand up, my bones are wrong. <laughs> like my um, skeletal structure feels fucked. And then I have to literally, I mean, this is not even a joke. Like I wish that I were exaggerating. It's not an exaggeration. I'm sure that he's noticed. I don't know if he has, but I feel like he has. 
when I get up to pee sometimes, if I'm sleeping on my side, because of the way my hips realign, because of the weight that's there now that's unevenly distributed, I will stand up and then I go to try and take a step. And it's so physically painful that I have to like brace myself on like the door jam or the counter or I will fall down. Because it, it almost feels like, like when I was having that back pain, which you saw a lot, it feels like that from laying. Mm. And like, if I sleep on my back, it's great, but something will be numb. And I also sound like I have uh, the apnea of a 500 pound, 80 year old. Like for like every time I sleep on my back, Rosie Cotton will wake up two hours before me. And he's like, I was just staring at you sleeping for two hours. Cause I thought you were going to die for sure. <laughs> because I just sound like, you know what I mean? Yeah. How, how are you supposed to, you're not supposed to sleep on your back. Way. You're supposed to sleep on your left side. Mm-hmm. Can you get one of those? I have a pregnancy pillow that is supposed to help with the hip problem. Mm. Cause what, what that does is like lifts the leg, lift, lifts the one leg. So that it spreads your hips apart so that they line up like this. Mm -hmm. Because what's happening, right? If you're looking, let's, I don't even know how to. What's happening to the hips Mm -hmm. is that when the weight is put on the belly, like let's say my wrist is my belly, is that this hip leans down with the weight of the belly. I think I do that every night. (laughs) You think you do? I've done that. I've always slept like that. What do you mean? Like. It's a cat. It's such a strange sight. It sounds like a tennis ball. I feel like I... Sorry, I was... Your whole pants off? I was sitting comfy. It's okay. You don't have to get up to demonstrate. Well, but I'm, I'm here. Okay. I feel like I... You're going to lay on the floor right now? He's going to lay on the floor right now. Because I always sleep on my side. I feel like I sleep like this. Yeah, that's not good for you. Yeah, so what you're supposed to do is put a pillow between your two knees and now lift your knee as if there's a pillow between so that those hips are on top of each other lined up. Is it bad? I mean, they say pregnant women aren't supposed to do it. I don't think that's because it's not harmful to the babies. I think it's because your hips are supposed to be aligned. Because when your hips are unaligned like that, like it can get crooked. Even when I was thin, I always have slept like that. I mean, if it doesn't bother you, then you know what I mean? Then no harm. Well, nothing it could, I mean, it could misalign your hips, but if you don't, if you don't have hip problems, if you don't have posture issues or, or if you, when you get up in the morning, if your hips don't hurt or if it doesn't take you a minute to adjust, then you're probably fine. Yeah, I feel like I've always done that. But I get up and I'm in, I'm in pain. Like I have to like, I have to grab for something. Have you ever seen this in the middle of the night when I get up to pee? If I'm laying on my side, have you actually, I'm not... Yeah, like I like it's like my back is in so much pain when mm-hmm. when that happens that I have to like brace myself on the counter or the door. It's crazy, and it's like this is supposed to be the best trimester, the second one. It's supposed to be the smooth sailing one, which it is. Like to be fair, in the second trimester, I've only thrown up a couple of times. Um, I don't think the food was bad or anything. Nobody else got sick, so I don't think it was that. I think I was just like, and honestly, now it could be gestational diabetes too because like. When I eat any kind of sugar, it it wants to come up my throat, which is very weird. So I don't know what that's about, but um, it could be that too. But first trimester was really awful. As in, if I could have screened, like 
if I could screenshot that moment in time and like give myself a little note, the note would have been, do not ever get pregnant again. Don't do it. Nothing's worth it. Don't, I don't care what happens when that baby comes out. If it comes out a fucking messiah, don't do it again. Like, do not do that. That's how bad it was. It you comes know? out holding a little gold egg. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Fabergé egg. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all of my other eggs. They lo- just look like caviar. They're evil, evil, evil caviar. Um, <laughs> evil caviar. We're so excited to be able to offer our beautiful, powerful, sexy listeners 50% off almost any one item from adamandeve.com with our code VAG. With our code VAG, you'll also get free shipping and 10 free gifts. With Adam and Eve's discreet packaging, your roommate doesn't have to know when you're busting. Live your best life. Get into it with someone or be COVID conscious and get into it with yourself. From our vag to yours. Enter code VAG. Yes, that is code VAG, V-A-J, at checkout at adamandeve.com. <laughs> New pandemic, I call it. Um, yeah, the first trimester would have been, my note to myself would have been never again. And this one... I mean, it's definitely redoable there. I mean, I guess there are a couple cool things like the kicking is cool. I will say sometimes it gets really annoying because sometimes it's very, because there's two, it's very overt as in they're both awake at the same time. And it really is like pounding. And I did tell you this already, but the frustration of when I tell someone to feel and then they immediately stop makes Mm. me so angry because it feels like they're gaslighting me. And I don't like being gaslit, <laughs> but, uh, I know that there's probably scientific reasons behind it. Like maybe, like I said, heat or light something. They're just listening to this and they're like, and they're like, I'm going to get that bitch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or they're like, we're sick of being called stupid. Cause like every time something bad happens, I'm like, these stupid fucking babies. Look at this cat. He's stalking. Hey, baby, baby, baby. Where, I don't even know where. Well, yeah, but look, turn around. He's stalking. And you're the mommy, so <laughs> you got to cut it out. Um, yeah, second trimester is supposed to be dope. But the kicking is cool, except that they are gaslighting me, and that sucks. Um, it's also not cool because the baby A, the bottom baby, uh, I would say 80% to 90% exclusively kicks me in the crotch and asshole, which isn't cool because I saw this TikTok of this woman. And I thought it was pretty clever because this is how I feel. She said, you know, if I lived a thousand years ago before there was like really in-depth knowledge about anatomy, you know, before there were diagrams or people knew what the fuck was going on in there. She was like, I swear to God, I would think that this baby was trying to punch a hole out of my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Like... And I, sometimes it really does feel like that. It feels like they're trying to jailbreak out of my butthole or my vagina. Like they're leaving. You know what I mean? They're yeah. done. They're, they're boycotting this. It's awful in there. Like that's they just a- repel out of your asshole. <laughs> sometimes that's what it feels like. But I mean, baby B is so high up that when, when she gets going, like I, I know what's up, but I don't know. I can't imagine trimester three is going to be pleasant. No, ever everyone with twins says it isn't. Mm-hmm. They get so Wait, big. You will only. You won't go for another. Trimester three typically is twenty eight weeks to forty. 
uh, full term for twin gestation or gestation or multiple, ge- well, twin, because more than two is even less, but full term is 38 weeks. That's full, full term. Average uh, birth is between 35 and 38 weeks with the absolute average being around 36 for twin births. Oh, God. So I could have as little as, I could have as little as 10 weeks or I could have as few as 10 weeks left and I could have as, at, at most 13 weeks because full term is 38 mm-hmm. weeks. So at most 13 weeks, another three months. Three months. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's at most. Mm-hmm. And at least it's almost, it's two, about two months. Two and a little bit. Two and change. Which is pretty wild. But everybody online that I've seen, TikToks, uh, parents of multiple subreddit, just Googling, uh, with multiples, with twins specifically, say that the third trimester is pretty rough. Because you get so big that it just becomes, and you know, I mean, I feel stretched right now. I, that also started this week. That's another, I would say that's number six of my qualms at the moment is um, I'm feeling real dry and itchy because I'm starting to get larger. And so my skin is really, I mean, like there are times where I'm like, I'm going to claw this shit off and I hate lotion. I hate that uh, after lotion feel. I hate that. But uh, I mean, I'm gonna have to start using it really soon because this this week specifically, like the last few days have been really like itchy. Yeah, it's fine. I didn't mean to take up so much time on my pregnancy. Nobody gives that much of a shit. But if you wanted to hear me complain, there it is. Now you have it. Well, I was interested to hear more of your thoughts and feelings about it. So. Well, thank you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Obviously, I just I wish I don't know. I do feel like some people can tell, but I also feel like I'm a certain fat that, like, it could just be fat. Nobody but I'm knew. also walking super... I hate the fucking pregnant gate. Hate it. The Nancy gate. Hate. But... Yeah, but, you know, it's your, your body is changing, so... Yeah, it's the only... I mean, there's only a certain, you know, style of walking that's even fucking permissible or comfortable at this time, so whatever I'll obviously think about how much weight you'll not have you will not be carrying after you give birth I know like you're going to get to and just like even just like size like like round from having two babies yeah I mean there's gonna be that weird skin thing but I mean yeah it's just it is what it is mm-hmm. but yeah I mean it, yeah, re-weight just generally, not to like, whatever, I don't fucking care. Um, before I was pregnant, I think I've said this already anyway, at least personally, but before pregnancy period, I was 270 pounds. <sighs> now, some stats here. Most people with twins gain anywhere from, you're supposed to only gain 25 to 35 pounds with twins. Most people on average gain 45 to 65 pounds, average. That's reality. Uh, so most people gain 45 to 65. 
now let's talk uh, bi- biological stats here, right? Um, blood volume can be anywhere from 10 to, tw- 10 to 12 pounds. That's for one baby. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'll be on, really honest. I don't know the stat for two. I don't know if it actually doubles as in, because mm-hmm. your blood volume doesn't triple for babies. I think it's still just, but it does more than double. I don't know. So I don't know that stat. I don't, I don't know if that's something you want to look up or it's worth looking up. I don't know. Darling. Yeah, I didn't think so. It's fully fucking playing a video game instead of whatever. It's fine. Um, I don't know that stat, but I know that for one baby, it's eight to 12 pounds of blood volume, depending yeah. on your size already and how much water you drink, etc. So eight to 12 pound blood volume, then your placenta, which can be about six to eight pounds. That's for one baby. And I know that that one does actually double because of placenta six to eight pounds. So let's say it's seven pounds. So that's 14 pounds, pounds of placenta, just placenta at full gestation. Blood volume. Are you looking it up for two babies? Twin weight of blood volume increase. Um, then you have the babies, which, you know, I don't know if you want to... Should I just do full gestation? Uh, twin pregnancies increased by uh, 1,960 mils of blood. I don't know how much weight that would be. Well, then you have the babies, which at full gestation could be anywhere from five to 10 pounds. I would say the average twin baby is about six. Um, so, I mean, you're looking at, let's say they're, let's even go low on that, right? Let's say they're five pound babies each. Okay. There's 10 pounds plus 14 for the placentas. That's 24 pounds. Plus, let's say, uh, let's even go low on blood volume and say that's 10 pounds. That's 34 pounds. That's if you didn't gain a single stitch of actual fat weight, you know, whatever, right? 34 pounds, um, which is right on target because I said, you know, between what you're supposed to gain is 25 to 35 pounds, depending on your size, what people normally gain. So it says the increase is four and a half pounds of blood volume. Yeah. For a twin or something. So we'll take it down to five pounds, which is still within that average. I said 25 to 35 pounds total. Oh, yeah. Your uterus gained two pounds in tissue. Breast and uterus. Oh, two pounds each. So I'm wrong about a lot of this, but. But the average, I think, is still right. 25 to 30 pounds is. I think I I was wrong about the breakdown here, but I think I was correct about the overall, which is like recommended weight gain is 25 to 35 pounds if you don't gain any actual weight, depending on your body before pregnancy. And then most people gain between 45 and 65. Like I said, I was 270 before pregnancy. I'm 26 weeks now, so I'm almost at the third trimester. 
and I weigh 279. So I've gained nine pounds. And the babies right now are approximately two pounds each. That's just the babies. So four of those nine pounds is babies. Then you have both of their placentas, all their blood volume, amniotic fluid. I mean, I know it depends, but what do they, what will they get to roughly? Depends. It like is very dependent. So, like I said, some babies are like five. That's on the low end, right? Five. If they come early, they could be even less. There are babies born at four, but hopefully mine won't come that early. Five would be low end. You can have twin babies that are nine each. Any higher than that, they're going to do C-sections without question, which is whatever. Not to me, they won't. <laughs> I'll tell you that one for free. But, uh... Five is the low end. I would say like, like I said, average is probably between like five and eight. And then most, most twin babies that come naturally are like six or seven, like five, six, seven is somewhere in there. But, uh, I've only gained nine pounds and I am almost at the third trimester. So whatever that means, I was, I mean, you kind of alluded to something that Rosie Cotton has said, which is like, it would be super dope and cool if after they come out two weeks after, you know, cause it takes a minute for all your um, body to go back to normal. Cause you still look pregnant for a couple weeks, mm. but um, after your body adjusts and you lose the blood volume, you lose the whatever your uterus goes back to size. He was like, it'd be dope if you just lost weight. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I started before pregnancy at all at 270 and then I come out three weeks after birth and I'm like 260. Well, I'm saying even though like, you you'll feel a lot more comfortable yeah just the relief yeah outside i mean you know weight loss is cool but it's like outside of that it's like the discomfort i think is weight loss is cool and i'm so uncomfortable it's insane yeah we don't have to talk about this forever i apologize it took so much time it's okay we were we were just chatting here we are chatting you want to talk about the opposite of pregnancy here's this bitch what's the opposite of pregnancy this bitch hold on my everything is everything in, in a terrible way. Do I look as uncomfortable as I feel? Do you know this person? I think I'm going to try to hopefully film something tomorrow, though. So, yeah. I don't know this person. Watch it and tell them what you're watching. Oh, she's 100% anorexic. She's like a gamer? You can see like all of her ribs, her collarbones, like she. This is the most understatement, understatement you've ever heard of when he's saying these words. Um, She's really thin. Like she looks like a skeleton with somehow flesh on it. Mm -hmm. Nicest way I can say it. Oh my God. Sorry, I'm calling. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, everyone. Fuck. Oh my God. If this were open, just bleeding onto the couch, we'd both be dead. You and I, I know, but I put the cap on. I know, but for from murder. Cause Rosie Cotton would have murdered us. I don't know if you got that. Yeah, I did, but I put the cap on. Yeah. Um, what did you think about this anorexic person? That's like the small, she literally looks like a skeleton with flesh on it. Yeah. It's like really sad that (laughs) she is anorexic it'd be cool if they isn't that that crazier shit you've ever seen 
I know it's like, um, I don't know. Like, I know it's mental health and it's like, you know, a mental illness, but just even our conversation earlier about Oreos, <laughs> like, I, I know, I, I know it's a, like, it's a mental illness, but like, how do you just not keep eating Oreos? Maybe that's the real mental illness. That's interesting. Because I just put that together now, too. Well, I don't think Because most people, I mean, I would say a lot of people can just eat like three or four Oreos and they're like, good. I don't think that's true. You don't think that's true? No. I think most people can't. They down a sleeve of Oreos and then they have the guilt. Oh. Uh, like at one sleeve, probably. They're like, wow, that's there was the majority three. of people, you think? I think so. I think the majority of people are one sleeve people. Um, I do have a video here of Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about um, religion, and I know that none of us here are fans of him. But this one... He's th- all right. Yeah, this one I didn't hate as much as I hate the rest of them. So here we go. As a scientist, do yeah. you believe in God? Every description of God that I've heard holds God to be all-powerful, very typical, and all-good. And then I look around... And I see a tsunami that killed a quarter million people God usually in Indonesia. Also An earthquake all, that killed a quarter million people in Haiti. And I see earthquakes and tornadoes and disease, good. childhood leukemia. And I see all of this and I say, I do not see evidence of both of those being true simultaneously. If there is a God, the God is either not all powerful or not all good. Mm. Can't be both. But I'm evidence driven more than I'm faith driven. To be faith driven is one thing, but. To be faith-driven and try to create legislation on that that affects other people who don't share your faith, right. that's the beginnings of a theocracy. And we have... I just... That was one of the only videos I've ever seen where I didn't wholly be annoyed and hate him. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at least he made good points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't be both. Great point, obviously. Number one. And number two, you can't force other people who don't hold your same personal beliefs to operate under the same uh, laws uh, socially or like, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. The same value systems and rules that you do. It's not fair. Yeah. Can you hear me my bevy? That's why I just think everyone should just be chill and do whatever they want and not worry about what other people are doing. I know you hate organized religion generally. Yeah. Like I think I was talking about this recently as well and it's like it's ramadan right now and it's like i appreciate there's culture with this too so sometimes that gets a little so i don't want to disrespect culture but also i just don't believe in religion and or in an organized fashion like okay well yeah but there's a man sitting on a cloud and he will condemn your soul life force to hell or whatever Forever. Eternity. Because you decided to have a little cake pop <laughs> at 5 p.m. in in April? You know what I mean? Like, is that really what we're... That's what we're... I think... I don't know what that text that's says. That's what we're contending with right now. I don't know what the text says. This feels more like a... Like, sacrifice for your God that made sacrifices kind of situation. But I don't know the text, so I can't. I guess my feeling is like, and I know it's a little difficult because there's a lot of culture 
based around a lot of religions. But I don't know. Just do what you want. Can we get the um? Can we get the like basis of Ramadan or like is it? Is it? Are they condemned if they don't do it or like what's the? I guess yeah. I mean, in in terms of. I guess my thing is, why? Just do what you want. I love, there's a clip. I don't think I put it on for this, but it's relative to this. There's a clip from some show, like a like a show. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Not a talk show or something. I think I know what you're talking about. Ricky Gervais? Oh, no. Oh. There's a clip from some show that Ricky Gervais is in where this woman walks up to him and it says, oh, if you're an atheist, it's not real life. It's a show that he did. Mm-hmm. Probably the one where his wife dies, but I don't know. And she's like, well, if you're an atheist, then like what keeps you from, or like, why don't you just go around raping and murdering as much as you want? And he's like, I do. I, I do go around raping and murdering as much as I want, which is not at all. He was like, I don't need a, a I don't need a, a threat of punishment to not do things that are bad because I, and then somebody else chimed in. Some third party was like, yeah, you you can still have a conscience and value system without having a faith, you know, or a religion. Someone that I worked with a long time ago said he was thinking about religion and how he thinks that it makes sense for people who either have like weak moral character. Um, I've said that too. Or, um, children it teaches them how to be a good person because like i don't think i i don't think i need a book telling me what the right thing to do it's interesting i don't know how your upbringing was because i know we're relatively similar i i'm never i basically went to church on christmas oh you did well Uh i'm just trying to think generally like we went to Easter, too, for a while, I think. Because something you just said made me think of this is like when you have kids, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what if you're, what if you as parents, I could speak hypothetically, but I don't have to because I'm going to be parents. So like, what if we as parents don't have any faith? How do you teach your kids right from wrong? Like to me, it's simple because my mom I didn't have, you know what I mean? My mom didn't have to threaten me with a man in the sky. Yeah. There was no threat that like bad things would happen to you if you did the bad thing. I, I don't, but I also can't verbalize how she taught me that or how I know, you know, hitting is wrong or this is wrong or this is right. Or, I mean, the golden rule is helpful, but I just, in my head, in having this conversation with you, Mm -hmm. I tried to tell my non-existent children currently like in my head, I'm like talking to a three or four year old, right? And you try to say, how would you feel if someone hit you? And if when you're three or four, how do you, you how do you empathize? How do you know how you would feel? Well, yeah, that's, that's also it's too a, difficult. It's like, not a fully developed skill for a long time too. Right. Like so they, what do you... they don't understand until I, I was just talking about the developmental psychology stages, Piaget's whatever stages um, with somebody and they basically don't children don't have the capacity to, to think 
of someone else's perspective. Like they don't have the mental capability to do that for a really long time. Yeah, because you have to fucking develop your own. <laughs> you have to right. have your own perspective first. Yeah, like and that takes and and yeah, they fu- they fully can't comprehend that there are that that everyone else isn't an NPC basically. Like I didn't fucking know this. There's Similarly. a person behind like every you know what I mean? Like there's a Simil- for real very person. similarly. I just found this out. I think it's the exact same thing you're talking about. It's just younger. I didn't know this, that bay infants don't know or they can't comprehend their infants that they're a separate entity from the mother until mm. six months old, six months. That's like eating solid foods, almost crawling, maybe can do some signing maybe has said a word and they can't um, comprehend that they're separate from the mother until about that age. That's probably developmentally. That's probably beneficial evolutionarily. Isn't that wild though? Mm-hmm. Which someone else, there was another TikTok, uh, the person from big bang theory who also is actually a neurophysicist. Yeah. I forget her name. She also did children or teenage jeopardy. Yeah. Whatever for a minute. Yeah. She was on a TikTok and she was talking about, (laughs) this is going to, I'm going to stir up some drama depending on who's listening. She was talking about, you guessed it, co-sleeping. And Mm -hmm. and there was something else. There was, it was like gentle parenting or there was a technique of parenting Mm -hmm. she was talking about, but co-sleeping was part of it. And she was like, yeah, I don't really understand why people have an issue with this. And she started talking about it biologically and it made me mad at myself because it was the first time I was like, Oh, I get it. Cause I don't believe in it. I, I'm sorry if you do it, do whatever you want. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Yeah. It's just not, not it's your, not for me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, not, not for you. Yeah. I just, I really, and I, I'll be honest. I don't mean to get into a diatribe or to go on an, a, a deep aside here, but I'll be honest. I have a dichotomy of feeling with this because I agree with everything she said in this video, but then I also feel a strong, um, like want and urgency to make sure that my kids understand independence and privacy. Not mm-hmm. that that can't be taught later, yeah. but I just think co-sleeping is really bad for, um, for those developmental things. And also because everyone, including those kids have needs, right? So the parents have sexual needs that you can't meet when your kids are in the fucking room or sleeping in your bed. Sorry. Like you can't teach privacy. You can't teach intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, if those things are going on, but the points that she was making were very interesting. And she was talking about how, if you look at a lot of the, um, negative developmental psychoses of small children, like anxiety, fear of the dark, um, some of the bedwetting stuff, a lot of those things, you don't see those things in co-sleeping. Hmm. Like you don't, you don't see instances where kids are afraid of the dark. You don't see instances where there's a lot of bedwetting at that age. You don't see instances of anxiety or separation anxiety or fear of abandonment because very obviously you're always around. There's no reason to be afraid of the dark. I'm right here. There's no reason to be afraid of abandonment. We're going to bed together. Um, you know, Difficult to have anxiety when your protector is right beside you, right? And that actually makes sense. Biologically, it makes sense. And it also makes sense. She was talking about evolutionarily how, you know, typically 
in a lot of cultures, you would co-sleep. You still, you co-sleep because either there is space accommodation mm-hmm. or just that's what you do culturally or whatever. But evolutionarily, there wouldn't be, your unit would be in one place. Yeah. And so, like, you know, some cultures never grew out of that or whatever. It's not for me. But in that video, I could see the merits of what she was saying for the first time. Having known people myself, as you know, who have decided to parent that way, who have co-slept. And I have been not for it. For the reasons Mm. I said, basically, uh, privacy, intimacy, independence, and, and also... I think like an important introduction to like the self, what is yours and what is mine? Like what is okay for you and your body and what, you know what I mean? Like, I just think those things are difficult when you aren't separate, when you can't separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what were we talking about? You look like you're going to fall asleep right now. Are you going to fall asleep right now? No. This moment. Let me see what else I got. Oh, we were talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson. We were talking about religion forever ago. That's how we got here somehow. Let me give you a Theovanism. All right, pregnant mamas. Not this. Listen up. If Not you- this. You know, I remember I was in love with this gal, and she was pretty good looking. I, you know, she was probably six out of ten, which was good for me. And she had real soft titty. I remember that. And I was over at their house one time, and we were sitting back by this river. They had, like, a river out back. And she, uh, J-O'd me out into this stream. You know, she gave me a handy, you know, just a wrist, just wristing me out into this little stream. And I'd never just, you know, pervade semen out of my body near a, uh, uh, anybody else. No one had ever else had seen me do this kind of magic, this body magic. And so next thing you know, I ejacked out into the stream, and these fish swim up and literally just start consuming it. And so I'm, like, having dreams that I'm going to have, like, fish that look like me in our area. So I was always embarrassed to go fishing after that because I think I always felt like somehow they would know. Like somebody would pull a fish out of the water and then the idea would come into their head because the, the, the truth would be in the fish. You know, I remember I was in What did you think about that? There he was... ejected. into <laughs> He did the the body magic, and he just he just didn't feel right about going fishing after that. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think that's how that works. I love him so much. Uh huh. I don't know why, but it's because I because he's your neighbor from childhood. <laughs> but I love him so much. What do you think about? That? I really. He looks like he looks like your your mom's first lesbian lover. <laughs> no, second. Yeah, second. Yeah, second. It just stopped recording thirty <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I love him so much. Yeah, it's a real real comfort for you, I think. The the lesbian the lesbian stepmom in him. Um. Oh my God. Well, here's another, here's a good thing. And it's just something that I wanted to tell you about. Uh, I'm not going to play the TikTok. I'm just going to tell you basically the quote he did. This guy was saying that people who read a lot stop a lot of books. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Did you see this too? Yeah. Because people who read a lot aren't afraid to stop the book because they're like, I don't like this. I'm going to move on to something Mm -hmm. I like. Whereas people that never read won't stop, won't quit a book, even though it's bad or even though they don't like it. And then they'll be like, yeah, they'll consider it a personal triumph that they, oh, I've been trying to read War and Peace for 10 years. If you've been trying to read a book for 10 years, it's not good. It's not a good book. You don't like it. Mm -hmm. And that's not a triumph that you've been, oh, I've been trying to read the Silmarillion for, don't read it then. Yeah, I think it's more of a people are like, what to be cultured and all that stuff. I just thought that was so good now that I'm reading a book that I'm whizzing through or reading a series Mm -hmm. I'm whizzing through. And it made me go back and think about all the times that I have said that, that I've been like, yeah, I've been trying to read Anna Karenina forever. It's hard to get through, but I'm going to get through it. This is my personal triumph. And it's like, that's embarrassing, actually. Yeah. You don't like it. Mm -hmm. It's no good. And I think he made a good point about like, you know, if it is good, it's so riveting that you can't put it down. Yeah. And maybe that book's not for you. Find one that is, no problem. And people that read all the time do that. Uh-huh. They pick up and put books down all the time because they don't want to waste their time on something they don't like. I like that a lot. You saw the same? Yeah, I did see that. Um, I don't remember what this is, but I feel like it's going to get me in trouble. Um, oh yeah, not good. We're going to get, maybe we won't get into anything, but here we go. Now teachers can pull your kids pants down and make sure that they're the boy or the girl that they say they are. It's the drag queens we're supposed to be scared of. Cause it seems like it's the Republicans that are pedophiles. I don't know. Yeah, so Kansas Republicans just overrode the Democratic governor's veto enacting a new law that allows for forced genital inspections of children to make sure that they are the gender that they say they are. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think that's too hot of a take. Forced genital inspections? Yeah, that's crazy. That's fucking insane. Yeah, I mean, I guess my feelings are like... Oh, you say you're a girl? Like what? Yeah, I like, go I don't know. I just don't I think do that the school nurse should have to be pantsing your children. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, like, whatever. Just do now, whatever. Now, where are we generally, I forget, on when people's pronouns that are in elementary school are like, when they come in there, they need a litter box because they're a cat. I feel like. I feel like where did we land on that? I feel like that doesn't happen. Um, well, it was that. a whole thing for five seconds. Remember that? Yeah, but that was not. It wasn't real? I thought it was real. No. It was definitely uh, real. No. Um, but. Hey. Oh, okay. He was just trying to be with me. And I thought yeah. he was trying to claw call. So, uh, yeah, I just. Uh, just do whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, just whatever you want. Just do it. Including bring a litter box to your elementary school? I feel like that's not that's not happening. People aren't going to do it. I don't think that's happening. Okay. Um, let's see. I've got a couple of things. Oh, uh, queers for Christians. Here we go. What? Just saw it. 
A, my fellow homosexuals. So Jesus was gay. That's not an opinion. That is a fact. If Jesus existed at all and we're going to use the Bible as the facts of Jesus' life, then he was gay. Um, and it's very clear. At the time, he's said to be a rabbi. Rabbi should have been married. He decided not to get married and instead travel around with 12 dudes into his late 30s. So that aside, the thing we don't talk about is that Jesus wasn't just gay. Jesus was a dramatic gay. And once you realize that, it is very clear in all the stories of how dramatic Jesus was. I think the clearest one is the Last Supper. So Jesus comes into Jerusalem, right? And it's like a big parade. He's the toast of the town. He's essentially like one drag race. Um, everybody loves him. He could have dinner with anyone. He says, I just want to keep it family only. So he brings the 12 apostles who are apparently these guys that have given up their lives and in some cases their families to be with Jesus for many, many years because they're buddies. Um, they all have dinner together. No girls allowed. And at the dinner, Jesus is washing their feet and he's like, giving them food, but he's like, this is my body, this is my blood. It's like any twink at a going away party. And you know they're just at the table being like, it's bread and wine, Jesus, take a breather. But no one says anything, because she's dramatic. And then she does the most dramatic thing. Jesus says to the table, one of you will betray me, but I won't say which one. Okay, sorry, if this was a straight guy, he'd be like, Judas, we have beef, and then he'd punch him in the face. But no, Jesus is like, one of you will betray me, and I won't say which one. And they're like, oh my God, Jesus, no, we wouldn't. Uh. And then he says, well, you may not betray me, but one of you will deny me three times. And this is when you know their dramatic gaze, because denial is almost worse than betrayal in the gay community. Like, betrayal is you sleep with your friend's ex-boyfriend. Like, they'll be pissed, but they'll get over it. Denial is you're in public, and you're like, I don't know her. Friendships don't get over that when you deny in public, right? And Jesus knows this. And now everyone's real upset. And what does Jesus do? Does he calm him down? No, he walks out to the garden. And he says, I need time to reflect and pray. So he's in the garden. And then Judas comes out and betrays him with a kiss. I mean, how are we not seeing this? So if you, if you don't believe that Jesus is dramatic, just look at the last thing he did as a human. He was on the cross and he calls out for wine. So then they give him the sour wine. He sucks from the sponge of sour wine. And then he looks to the sky and he says, it's done. Not I'm done. Not I'm dying. It's done. And then he dies. I mean, the drama. And let's not even get into the fact that then he comes back three days later. Hey, my fellow homosexual. So just... What are your thoughts on this? So... Was Jesus Polly? Is that what I'm... Is that my takeaway here? I have no idea what... I don't know what... I don't In know. a polyamorous relationship? I don't think so. I think he was just... The point of this was he's a dramatic gay. Yeah, but he said he traveled around with 12 men. Yeah, but they're like just like obsessed with him. They're like his little gay troops. Mm. I think. His little monsters? Yes. I'm tracking with you now. I loved at the end. He's like, it's done. Not I'm done. Not I'm dying. It's done. Just dramatic. So funny. Yeah. I I always thought the uh, the Da Vinci Code with the um, Jesus and Mary Magdalene or whatever were were boinking. Mm-hmm. And that there's there was a. Just a cat getting in trouble. There was a, a, a missing book. From the Bible, that was like Mary Magdalene's chapter where it talks about Jesus as like an actual person. Whereas like, you know, he lived this life, whatever, whatever. Had some kids. Mm-hmm. And then plot twist, it was a supporting character the whole time, was his descendant. Of course. Somehow stupid. Did you watch the <laughs> Dimitri Code or read it? You read it, didn't I you? I read it. Yeah. You knew that already then. Mm-hmm. I um, I found someone's page that I just really love. Um, she That's does a creator. Yeah. She's an English teacher 
and she does like historical stuff, historical videos. I really like her. She has a lot on Romeo and Juliet mm. and Shakespeare generally, but she had a couple and I'm hoping that this is the one. No, this is Romeo and Juliet. Fuck. I was, I've seen so many videos from this one um, history teacher talking about um, the use of chat GPT for essays. Oh, it's an AI thing where you're just like, hello, please write me an essay on the Great Depression or just give it your writing prompt and it gives you an essay. But now, do you know what Turnitin is? Turnitin.com. Isn't it? Doesn't that check for that? It checks. It checks for plagiarism. Right. It wasn't able to because AI technically. Well, I think it depends on what which one you're using. But ChatGPT pulls from other sources and kind of summarizes a little bit. Um, but now it is able to detect the uh, the use of that. So. Uh, well, this isn't that. But it's interesting. And then I saw someone say, like, basically you can just run it through, like, a, another AI that, like, finds, like, synonyms and similar... Stop. Can we not? They're both taunting him. Uh, I really like this woman. I want to see what you think of her. Ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're supposed to get hung up on it. That's the point. This is one of those things where we think we thought of it ourselves, but it was really Shakespeare's intention the whole time. It's rare in Shakespeare to actually have specific ages for characters it's not very often that he does this he never tells us hamlet's exact age we don't know romeo's exact age he makes a point of repeatedly emphasizing that juliet is a child in the beginning her father is negotiating her marriage to county paris who by all accounts seems like a a decent guy a good catch cousin to the prince and capulet's like look man my child is yet a stranger in the world she hath not seen the change of 14 years let two more summers wither in their pride ere we call her ripe to be a bride 13 year old girls were often married but it was not common practice for their husbands to even sleep in the same room with them. And they would have female attendants there to make sure this didn't happen until it was safe for her to bear a child. Did every husband honor this? Obviously not. Look up Margaret Beaufort, by the way. I'll tell you about her in a second. Story. So County Paris says, younger than she are happy mothers made. Mothers. Capulet says, and too soon marred are those so early made. She's too young. So Lady Capulet starts pressuring Juliet. How stands your disposition to be married? Juliet says, it's an honor I dream not of. Lady Capulet is like, oh my God, Paris is the perfect guy. And as she is going on and on and on about what a great catch he is, the nurse is like, oh, remember when you were a little baby and you would toddle around and fall down and hit your head? That was the prettiest babe that e'er I nursed. That's the point. And moreover, Shakespeare gives Juliet agency. Capulet, in the beginning at least, claims that he cares about Juliet's consent. I will not marry her to you without asking her first. Lady Capulet says, can you like of Paris's love? Juliet says, I'll look to like if looking liking move, but no more deep will I dart mine eye than your consent gives strength to make it fly. I'll check him out, but I'm not going to make any promises. I'm too young for this. She is a child being confronted with the responsibilities of an adult woman. She is having adulthood forced upon her. So she's like, you know what? I'm going to get married to who I want to get married to. Shakespeare is honoring the suffering of all the real-life Juliets out there whose lives were tragic and short, lives in which they had no choice at all, while also reminding us that she's still just a child. 
So when Romeo's out there murdering her cousin, and she's like, oh, come, gentle knight, come, loving black-browed knight, bring me my Romeo. Oh, I have bought the mansion of a love, but not possessed it. And though I am sold, not yet enjoyed. She is too young to be this excited about her wedding night and about fulfilling the role of a wife. It is not the natural order of things. It's not supposed to happen this quickly. Remember, the play takes place over the course of four days, and even as everything is going wrong, Juliet continues to make her own choices. She chooses to fake her own death. She chooses death over the nunnery. Juliet is a deeply, deeply misunderstood character in a deeply, deeply misunderstood play. And she's 13 for a reason. So what do you think of that woman? I love her. Yeah. She has a bunch of other stuff. A lot of it is um, liter literature mm-hmm. um, based, at least. But oh, Margaret Beaufort. Do you want me to tell you about her? Yeah. So I might mess a little bit of this up because it's me, but like, you know, whatever grain of salt, look it up. If you want to know exactly, you know, without, um, without my drunk history version of it or my pregnant history version. Um, so Margaret Beaufort was this young woman who was heir to something. She had Royal parents of some kind. I don't remember what, the importance of her family was, but she was Royal. And it was one of those situations where like she was going to be used period, like by her family as a, as a political like a bargaining pawn. chip. Yeah. Yeah. As a political, a piece in a political pawn, a uh, game to try and uh, garner more power for her family. She was always going to be used for that. Um, now when she was 11, she was married off to, and again, in these times, and this was during the time, I'm sorry, of, uh, I don't want to get the years wrong. You'll know when, when I, Henry VIII comes into play here. So that time, okay. one of those times. I don't know. Great. Those times. So she, when she was 11, she was married off to Henry the Sixth. Okay. Uh, Henry the Sixth. They did not, I believe she had, I don't think she consummated her marriage with him. Or maybe she did, I don't remember. But he died. Are you looking it up to fact check me? Okay. He died from something, I want to say in battle, to be honest with you, but that could be incorrect. Henry VI died, so she was remarried to his brother, Henry VII. Um, so she's remarried to the brother. I think at that time she's 12. So when she's remarried to Henry the seventh, she has multiple or several, I would say miscarriages because she's fucking 12. So your body not meant to bear children at that age. So she miscarries many, many times. She finally is having a full fucking pregnancy at 13 years old. So she's 13 uh, and is going to have this baby. The birth was really traumatic. And um, and by traumatic, I'm sure it was emotionally and uh, psychologically. However, I'm speaking physically. It was physically traumatic because her body was too small and too young. She wasn't, you know, whatever. 
she didn't have her menses for long enough. Her body wasn't ready. So it was physically traumatic in such a way that some say that her, that she uh, continued to have, and I don't know if there's evidence of this. I'm sure there is, that she continued to have physical ailments and issues with like her reproductive organs, her hips, her physical skeletal structure uh, into her adulthood because of this birth. Like it was physically dramatic. Um, but she had this baby and it survived and it was Henry VIII is this baby. Um, she and Henry VII tried to have more children later. Uh, none survived. Her one child was the only one that ever survived. Is it Henry VIII? That, is it Henry VIII that's her child or is it the first Elizabeth? Her child's important, and I can't remember if her kid is Henry VIII or if it's her, the first her Elizabeth. Her kid is Henry VII. Her kid is Henry VII. Well, she was married to one guy. He died. And then he was married. she was married to his brother. Can you confirm or deny? Can you get me some info here? On she Margaret Beaufort? Married, she was married to a, a Henry Stafford. And then he died? Which one's 1471. The, which one's the one that died? It doesn't say Hold on. a number, though. Hold on, guys. I got this. I'm going to give you it. Hold on a second. Edwin Tudor, the first of the Tudors. All right, hold on. Oh, shit, I did not know that. Before Margaret was born, her father had been sent away to France to lead an army for King Henry VI. Her father was aware that his child was soon to be born, so he specifically made an arrangement with the king that if anything were to happen to him, that his wife should be the one to take care of the infant. He believed his wife should by nature have it in more tenderness than any other creature. Margaret's father's campaign was incredibly unsuccessful. And when he returned home eight months after Margaret had been born, he was accused of treason and was forbidden to appear in the king's presence. A few days before Margaret's birthday, her father, being unable to bear the stain of so great a disgrace, he accelerated his death by putting an end to his existence it is generally said, preferring thus to cut short his sorrow rather than pass a life of misery laboring under so disgraceful a charge. So her dad killed himself. Margaret was her father's only legitimate heir, and she inherited a considerable fortune. Her royal blood also made her a very lucrative and important marriage prospect. Four days after her father died, the king broke his promise. She was immediately made the ward to the king's cousin, the Duke of Suffolk. Soon, Margaret was betrothed to his son, and a papal dispensation was granted to allow the two children to marry. 
because of how closely related they were. The Duke of Suffolk was widely unpopular, and even though he was a favorite of the king, he was eventually arrested, banished, and murdered. This left seven-year-old Margaret married, but without a guardian. The marriage was ultimately annulled three years later. The king decided to betroth her to his half-brother, Edmund Tudor. Just a few months before Margaret turned 10, she was required to formally agree to the marriage, and at 12, the two were wed. Edmund was 24. So she was Canon 12. Law he was allowed for a marriage to be consummated when a female was 12 and a male was 14. Edmund and Margaret would only be married for a year before Edmund died leaving Margaret both a widow and pregnant. After her husband's death, Margaret was put in the custody of her brother-in-law, Jasper Tudor, and taken here to Pembroke Castle, where she gave birth to her only child, Henry. The birth was incredibly difficult because of both Margaret's age and size. Margaret would marry two more times, and Henry would become King of England and begin the Tudor dynasty. Yeah, so like... Fuck. No. Um, what I do know about it is that, like, it's, like, pretty widely... Um, sorry, let me sit back up. Ugh! It's pretty widely talked about that, like... Margaret Beaufort, like, did not. Oh, my God. I don't know where that was sitting. Oh, shit. Fuck. I got to put that over there. I got a little towel. Just a little guy. It's no problem. Just a little guy. Just a little guy, I said. Don't worry about it. Just move a little more quickly, maybe, but not too quickly. I don't know where that burp was sitting. It's widely said that although she did have these issues and she was so, 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 so young that uh, it didn't break her. And she was like her son, Henry's number one. Uh. Here you go. That um, she was his like champion to become king and that she groomed him to be the king and like pushed him to do it. So like, I don't know, whatever. Cool things. Blah. Nobody cares. Okay. I'm going to throw up and die. Um, morning sickness is a positive thing. There was a study in 2016 that said that people who experience significant nausea and vomiting in the first trimester of pregnancy are 80% less likely to have a miscarriage than those who did not experience any pregnancy, uh, nausea and vomiting. So if uh, you get pregnant and you're sick, then you probably won't get a miscarriage. Probably most likely. So, um, Oh, speaking of the Tudor dynasty, <gasps> um, it is estimated that you can remain fully conscious and aware 
for up to like 30 seconds after you're decapitated. Hmm. So like re I say speaking of the Tudor dynasty because who? I just Henry VIII. Uh, specifically who? Hmm? Anne Boleyn. Oh. The decapitation. Oh, yeah. Um, because somebody said, there was someone famous uh, during that decapitation time in France. Um, there was someone famous who said that a woman was decapitated. And then like some, like the, maybe the person, the executioner picked up her head and like said something ugly to her. And she like made a face that the crowd said was unmistakable. That's pretty crazy, huh? Can you imagine? Your head gets chopped off and then you have 30 seconds of consciousness before your synapses all die. Give your executioner a sassy look. Yeah. Oh, man. I really wanted to do this one with you. Let's end on that. Okay, hold on. I have... I don't remember doing this at all. Okay, I have two more. And then the one is an ending. So here's the one before the ending. Mr. Williamson, we've been... Whenever I hear someone say, I'm not mean, I'm just blunt, or I'm just honest, I can't help but think about this clip. There's nothing that says truth has to be brutal. It just has to be true. You don't have to hurt people. Also, timing. A true story. So I went to see a friend's play. I, I could not wait for this thing to end. It was so bad. And I went out to say hi to her after the performance, and she came out. She was still in costume and makeup. She knows I'll always tell her the truth, these kinds of things. And she says to me, what did you think? Now is not the time and place. She's pumped up full of adrenaline. Now is not the time for me to give her a critical evaluation of of this god-awful performance. I sidestepped the question, but said something true. I said, ah, it was such a treat to be here, to see you do your thing. You know, I've been wanting to see you on a stage forever, and it was so much fun to see you on the stage. All of that was true. The next day... When the adrenaline had come down and I called her up and said, can I tell you what I thought about the play? She goes, yeah, of course. And I told her critically, piece by piece, what I thought about it and how bad it was. We had a, a perfectly rational conversation about it. Didn't hurt her feelings. The day before, I would have really hurt her feelings. We mistake being honest with being honest now. No, I can't lie. And I have to answer the question. But it can answer it tomorrow when the conditions are better for that I like that. And I, the comment below it said something to the effect of um, not being in a rush to communicate is a sign of confidence. Like not needing to say what you need to say immediately and like letting it sit until it might be received better. Yeah, I think that, you know, makes sense in, I would say, in most capacities because it's like... Sometimes it's not the time or opportunity to, to discuss something. Like that. And the person may be more receptive later. And maybe they won't. Some people aren't. Mm. I think it's a really important part to mention here and now because you and I know people like this. Mm. There are some people who will never be receptive to it and who are never going to receive that criticism well. Or also like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like- there are people for whom the, this advice is true where it's like. Sometimes timing is just as important as hmm. whatever criticism you have to offer or whatever, you know, correction you you may have to give. Um, my last one, this is an exercise for both of us, and I think it'll be a good little last exercise. If I can hold down vomit. <sighs> 
Okay. Here we go. New users lose Not this. One of the greatest joys in life is having a turkey sandwich on the beach. That's in my top five favorite things about being a human on this earth. So, what are the great joys of your life? Like vagaries, you know, I'm not talking about something specific, something that already happened, but like this person said, the top five favorite things about being a human on this earth. What are, let's do two each, I think, right? What are two things that are maybe within your top five, you know, joys of being a human on the earth? Is this like regular occurrences? It doesn't have to be. I just, I say vagaries more in, in the instance that it's not, it's not something super specific like, oh, when I'm on this street on a, this kind of day, when it's in this town with this person, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not that specific, but I, but one of mine is honestly, one of mine is what she said, which is like, it's like. Like spring, like mid spring, not early spring when it's still cold, cold and not late spring when it's getting hot, hot, but you know, mid spring and you go out somewhere like you and I've done this several times, but one of mine is what she said, which is like a good, like, bless you. Thanks. Um, somewhere outdoors, like, um, like a hike, like going on a hike or going near a body of water or something and having a really good sandwich and chips, like with your buds, when you don't have to be anywhere, you're not expected anywhere, you don't have any, um, you know, responsibilities that are like ugh, waiting on you, you know, that moment. That's in my top five. A really good sandwich on a nice day outside with people you care about. Now you go. Hmm. I would say like the first warm breeze heading into the summertime. I can remember one like very specifically, but it's kind of something it's like you get like a warm breeze and it's like, Oh, you know what I mean? Summertime. I have so many. It's I hard also, to do. It's hard to do just two. And then on the opposite end, I, I'm I don't watch football or follow it anymore. But in high school, I remember being you know going to high school football games and being in like the student section and getting like that first kind of like evening chill, you know. That's a good fall. one. That's a good one. Yeah. And it's like, you're wearing like a hoodie and it's like, it's just a little cold, you know? Or like as you're leaving, like stuff is a little frosty, like a little cold, you know? That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Weather is a good one, generally. Yeah. I like think the first of something. Yeah. Or like sometimes it's just like, you are like, yeah, like when things align, you know? I have so many. It's really hard to pull it down to two. Um, or like waking up from a a midday nap. 
wherein you know you did it and it wasn't like you were it's inappropriate now it's appropriate yeah. you know it wasn't a six hour nap that's an accident you didn't fall asleep at 10 intending to wake up at 11 30 and it's 7 p.m <laughs> i've done it before yeah i mean we all have but um you know an intentional you know two hour nap um and waking up and like the sun is kind of coming in you know yes I was going to say a nappy one too, but I'm glad you took it because honestly, there's too many more for me, but a nappy one is good. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something about an, like an outside nap, like, you know, this is bad. The ones when you're in your car, cause like where you got wherever you were going earlier mm-hmm. or you got in your car after something, like maybe after work or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's just like that, per- that temperature that's perfect where your eyelids are so heavy all of a sudden, even if you weren't tired before, but it's because the temperature mm-hmm. is like that stagnant heat from in your car and you're just... Well, yeah, because it's not... It's whoops, like ambient, I took a car nap. It's like ambient heat. It's yeah. not like... Baking. Yeah. That. But no. Um, or like waking up and like realizing that you're like partners there yeah that was gonna be my next one my my number two one was gonna be something about like the sweet sweet like saturday morning cuddles of Mm -hmm. i have nowhere to be and you're both just gently waking up Mm as like when you're no alarms no yeah responsibilities just like you Mm -hmm. or like yeah i think it's for me because i don't (laughs) i don't live with my partner sometimes you know sometimes i I, we do sleep in the same place same place and sometimes we don't and so you know when you're groggy in the morning or whatever you know you don't remember that they're there when you're first waking up and then you realize that you're that that they're and you know can cuddle and stuff that's nice yeah it's especially nice when they're always there Mm -hmm. i think well yeah but it's like a nice treat yeah you know it's like what and it's like oh yeah you know what i mean because you're just you're just coming to you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah there are a lot of good ones Mm -hmm. everybody out there you know maybe at the end of this just take like a couple minutes to decompress when we're done here and just try to think about a couple of the things that are your favorite things about being a human on this earth and then don't email us because you won't (laughs) And instead of, in lieu of an email, just center yourself on it and send it to us mentally. We'll pick it up. 